This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. Harm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. When my soul is in a dump, I rehearse everything I know of you, from Jordan Depths to Herman Heights, including Mount Mazar. everyone welcome back to balance her uh today we are discussing daniel yeltashay's book god locked out and so this is a testimonial book yes right there right there mine is on my phone y'all so <laughs> this is a testimonial book um much like a, a lot of books that we have may have read uh christian biographies even my own biography is very similar to kind of what she went through. And one of the reoccurring themes that I see in these books are, um, it's always, the enemy always attacks, I feel like those that are called to a greater purpose as far as influence and impact. Mm and. Um, it always starts at birth and it always starts with rejection. And so what I see now, it's like, God God is so amazing because he tells us all the time, there's nothing new under the sun. And if we think about it, the enemy uses the exact same tricks over and over and over again, just with different people. And Mm -hmm. He always starts with rejection. So look at Moses in Exodus 2. He had to be hidden simply because he was born as a male. He was rejected and his rejection literally could have ultimately ended in death. But Moses was called to a greater impact, a greater influence. He was going to lead a whole nation. So the enemy always plants those that are called to that greater purpose with a seed of doubt, a seed of feeling unworthy. Because if I make you feel unworthy, you, who you going to impact? If I make you doubt yourself, who you going to spread God's word, his message, his news to? So reading this book for me was kind of that confirmation and kind of like an eye opener of like, you know what? Tuh. Like, it was really like one of those, like, real duh moments. Like, it's the same trick over and over again. And he always uses your family. Why? Because they're the closest people to you that can affect you. And so every single time you see these stories, you see this theme. And we always have to follow this path of getting that strength and getting that relationship with Christ. And I feel like it's almost like that's why he allows it. It's, it's really a setup because it's 
testing you and building your faith through each level of it as you grow and grow so that he can get you to that level of crazy faith. Because let's be honest, when you people don't realize it, but to pour yourself out and talk to people and influence every day, that is faith over fear. That that is Absolutely. like yeah, like you just you don't have no idea how much it takes people to pour themselves out to you like that to be transparent to you like that they don't never do it without that fear but that's why God built you up like that so you can have that crazy faith to be able to do that crazy enough to think that what I got to say needs to be heard period absolutely it takes so much courage and so much faith to share any parts of your story no no matter how small, how big it is, like just putting yourself out there. Cause I mean, we all know I don't have a large platform, but at all, but there's internet trolls. There are people who will just say mean things about you who don't even know you. And so you have to continuously cover yourself in prayer, fasting and praying, and then just having those friends around you that know who you truly are, but also recognizing who God says that you are. So you definitely have to stay grounded if you're sharing anything with anyone on the internet because your words can be misconstrued. Uh, people can just do all kinds of stuff that are mean. And so you have to remember, I'm doing this to glorify God. Like, that's the reason why I'm here. And so that has helped encourage me to just, like, pursue what God has told me to do. Even if I get discouraged, I'm like, okay, I'm still doing this. Even even though I have a little bit of fear because, I mean, like you said, you, you still do have a little bit of fear because you just don't know, like, what people are going to say. But I'm crazy enough to believe that what God says about me is way more important than what anybody else can tell about me because he made me, he designed me, he has everything that he has intended for me to be, like, I'm going to do that. And just to know that he knows the number of hairs on my head, uh, he knew about me before I was even in my mom's room, Jeremiah 1 and 5, like, he predestined our lives, so he knew that we were going to even be scared before we even had this platform or even this podcast. Like he knows that starting anything, the enemy is going to always be on his job because he comes to still kill and destroy. But God comes that we may have life and have that more abundantly. Um, so you just have to stay focused on God and believe what God says about you more than anything else. People can call me anything, but I'm like, I know what God says. I know I'm a friend of God. I know he loves me. I know he's been thinking about me, so I just have to stay focused on that more than anything else. I totally agree. Um, I, feel like I'm in, I feel like I needed all these messages today. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm like, are you guys preaching to me today? Girl, I can. I'm like, I, I just came off of a conference, so I'm like, I got it in me today. I got it in me. Oh, I know that's right, man. So her, her book starts with um, her birth story. She kind of talks about a fantasy um, that of the way she wished she was born in and how she wished her birth was. But like many of us, it was a total different story. Um, it was parents not being ready, parents being insecure about themselves and allowing uh, these toxic relationships around them and their kids because of the way they felt about themselves. And it was interesting to me to read that because I I reflected back on myself and how I did that too when I was dating before my husband and how God had to 
it, I had to, it literally took someone just inviting me to church one day, y'all. Like, you you don't know what that can do for a person or where a person is at in life. Just invite them to a conference, invite them to some type of meetup that is inspiring to them. I had a coworker to this day. I can't even, I don't even remember the, who the person was. I can't tell you their name. I can't even picture their face. But I wow. know that it was a coworker that invited me from a job. And honestly, y'all, I think this was a job. I was literally at only two weeks. Something wow. happened. I was at the job like two weeks. But the only reason I was supposed to be there was so that coworker could invite me to that church. And when she invited me to that church, I found my own relationship with Christ. I knew of God through my parents and their relationship, but we start, stopped going to church when I was like nine or 10. So that's a very, a, a pivotal age where you're developing. And so I didn't have that relationship. I knew my mother prayed and we talked about praying and we prayed before we ate, but that was pretty much kind of it. So when I went back to church and started that that one visit launched me to go like to Bible study. I started off just on fire. I was going to Bible study on Wednesdays and it was making my abuser. I mean, he was pissed, like like white wow. church. And because he started to see me change and he started to see me like, hey, I ain't, I'm not putting up with that. And it was that relationship with Christ that helped me to also see that what you are putting in front of your kids, this is not about you. You're teaching your daughters that this is okay. And so when she talks about this in the book, it's like the same pattern. And a lot of women as, as mothers is being stuck in your own security, insecurities. You don't realize what you're projecting on your children and what they're seeing and how you're also setting them up for that same type of trauma. I agree. Um, one thing I would have loved for her to dive a little bit more in on the book was about, like, she focused a lot about, like, her upbringing, starting when she was young, and, like, talking about, like, her relationship with her dad and mom and going back and forth between living between both of them and um, drugs and, like, her mom dating different guys and they having their drugs being in their house and just being raised poor and low self-esteem and how that spiraled into her adulthood life. But I would have liked to see her focus more so on like after she found God, like how that, what that looks like for her now. Because I think in a book you mentioned, like she, she started her relationship with God in 2014. And I don't think this book is very old, but I would like to hear more about like, oh, I'm doing this now, or I'm doing that now, since I found God, I felt like there was a huge focus on what happened before that. But um, part of our story is after we find God, too. And so I would have loved to see that tied into, like, the entire book. To, that would have just closed the gap for me, I feel like, that little piece. I mean, she mentioned she got saved, and she walks people through, like, the steps of what they should do once. They get saved, which I think are great stuff that she mentioned, but to close that gap to say, hey, this is what it looks like now, because a lot of people think like once you get saved, that your life is just easy, and that's not what happens. Mm -mm. Like, you still have trials, you still have 
um, tribulation. Have to overcome. Yes, absolutely. Like it does not is going to be a level you have to overcome because we don't reach perfection till we we see Him. So you're going to constantly be tested to get yep. to Him. So it, and and the levels get worse and worse. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> they get harder for you. <laughs> but that's because you've overcome so much that God, the devil's like, okay, I got to come at her harder now. Like, I can't come at her with that's the, that's the That's the bad part. It's like, he like, oh, that ain't even, girl, she gonna spot that, hit that like a fly. Like, <laughs> you know what I'll let, I gotta come, I gotta bring it when I come to her. So you got to be ready. <laughs> right. So it's um my mother-in-law just said something the other day to, to me so powerful. She's like, these girl, it's a cost to be blessed. And it really is. <laughs> it's a cost. Yeah, it is. I realize that they look at people wherever they are now, but they don't they really do not know that cost. <laughs> right. Like no. what was I think I said, well, given my background, right, like um in the Hispanic culture, everyone's baptized Catholic. Um I think I maybe went to church once as a kid, as a, to a Catholic church, and that was just, I was like, nah, I had to wear dresses. You couldn't breathe wrong. I was just like, look, I, I can't do this. And like, at 25, I said, when I went to church one on a Saturday um, with my ex at one point, I just felt like going to church that day. I was like, I just want to go to church. And he nudged me, and he's like, you know, you probably should say the prayer to get saved. And I look over at him. I'm like, I don't need to get saved. You, you the one needs to get saved, sir. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> all the stuff you denial. did. <laughs> right. So not thinking anything, I just recited whatever the, the pastor was saying. And nothing happened. Like nothing, like no cloud was open. No, you know, gush of wind came over me. So I'm sitting there like, okay, uh, you know, what, what are we doing here? Like, is this my, supposed something to happen? And you think that it makes life easier. It, like you said, it doesn't. You're actually, from what I've learned, it's almost like you get tested more. Just because. Like, it's like, oh, now you saved. So I, I understand that, that you know, every every level there's something. Sometimes you're like, man, today. tell you, you go, you're going to get tested more. He does. Right. I learned, right. They're like, this is, it says, you will have trials and tribulations in this life. Yeah, yes. because the enemy is not, why would he just, he wouldn't be the, he wouldn't be the devil if he was just going to let you get saved and that was it. <laughs> right. Like, that's, like okay, that's everything is about to like be cool. Right. <laughs> too much like, right, that's just too easy. We wish. <laughs> but that's not so. And so, um, I agree with you. So, hey, shout out to Danielle. That's part two. That's her second book. <laughs> we need to follow up. <laughs> yep, we need a follow up telling what she's doing now. But I think even in our tribulations and everything that we have to go through, Romans, I think it's Romans eight and thirty seven says that we're more than conquerors through him. And so just knowing that we're gonna go through but we we have a different story, like it's already a fixed fight, like I can't fight, but I know God is always gonna fight for me. And yeah. so because of that I find I'm okay. I mean, not while I'm going through it, I don't feel good. But because I know that I'm going to do exactly what God told me to do and that I am going to come out okay, I'm going to be all right, no matter what I have to go through, he got me, that makes it, I feel okay going through it because I know who my, who my daddy is. Like, I know he got me, so I'm like, okay, I'm good. Period. 
<laughs> yes, I totally agree. Um, and so one of the, go ahead. Oh, sorry. One of the other things she talked about was once you get saved, like she gives you seven steps. I believe it's seven that you should do once you actually, um, once she goes over the prayer and then she tells you, what should you do now? Which I thought was really good practical steps. And so I'm going to read through those steps real, real quick. So number one, read the Bible daily. Number two, pray daily. Three, trust the workings of the Holy Spirit. Four, attend a Bible-based church regularly. Five, serve others. Six, conquer your mind, doubts, and temptations. And seven, share the gospel. So I thought those were really good steps that she mentioned at the end of every single chapter to remind people, this is what you should be doing once you get saved. So we're disciples of Christ. Yes, that was good. And I like how she did the applications, of course, after each chapter, um, how to apply it and, and how she lets you know, you know, you can't just get saved. You have to use it. You have to, you know, work that muscle to read that read that Bible um, daily. So you're equipped with the word. And so that, you know, you can prepare for these trials and tribulations for somebody wanting to just really dive into their relationship and, and learning to have an initial relationship with Christ. And like, what do I do now that I'm saved? Right. It's a good book. I agree with that. You know? Um, I think everyone thinks, oh, well, my story or my situation, there's no hope for me, but there right. really is hope. I mean, I could have said that about myself, like, oh God, there's no hope for me. No, honey, what I, that, that little prayer I said at church, I mean, nothing happened until two years after, but that little prayer worked, trust me. So there is hope. <laughs> and it wants to see this planet. Yeah. And that's all you need to see the size of a mustard seed. Like it doesn't even have to be much, but. I think a lot of times when we go through stuff, we think we're the only person that's been through something crazy. And then you read books or you read the Bible and you'll just learn so much more like, okay, what I'm going through, that's minimum to what other people have gone through. And just reading her story, like I enjoy how transparent she was just because I know how hard it is to be transparent and to just share things from your past that you feel like that God, I mean, that the devil may try to shame you about, like. Um, she talks about how she was um, interested in like um, another woman while she was married and she cheated on her husband or just being raised poor and that there were rats in the house and um, her mom didn't seeing her mom been abused. So I'm like, those are all things that the devil will try to use to shame you and to keep your testimony from getting out to others. But that's exactly what other people need to hear. Like everything that the devil... I'm speaking to myself right now saying this, but I'm like, that's exactly what other people need to hear. Like those little things where you're like, okay, this sounds real bad. I don't want anybody to know those little dark things about my life. But that's that's how you overcome by sharing with others. Yeah, that vulnerability will set you free. The details of the details you don't want to share. The ones you're like, ooh, should should I say this? Should I write this? Those are the exact details that God cares about. Cause he's like, I care. He cares about all the details of our life. So why should we leave out details of our experiences? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Cause they're part of your journey. They are. They really are. I mean, I'm, I'm in that stage where I'm like, Ooh, should I say this? Ooh, that's a little, that's a little out there, Alexis. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it because 
like the enemy loves to make me think Lexus ain't nobody going through this. You the only one. And I'm like, no, there's, I, there's no way I was the only one that went through this and, and, and did all this. I was like, nah, like I'm not taking that. You know, sometimes I got trash talk. I'm like, nah, like get out of here. <laughs> right. And that's what you got to do. Y'all, y'all heard of trash talking. <laughs> yeah, you have to and use the word against the devil. Word against the devil, and um, that, and just again, that vulnerability is. People think it's so much about other people, but it's really about you at the end of the day because it's healing for you. It 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 destroys the enemy's attempts to use it against you. Once you once you set it and set it free, you can't use it against me no more now. Right. And you control the narrative then. Yep. You you control the narrative. You have nothing to hide. So I think that's a great point here for us to go ahead and end this particular episode. So you guys tune back in next week. We are discussing how um, trauma and generational curses can impact you. And based on Danielle's book, we kind of already see how it can impact our decisions. So we're going to dive into that on the next episode. So we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to visit womenwithbalance.org to join our community. Connect with me on social media at Women With Balance. And again, if you love the show, please leave a rating, subscribe, and share so I can keep these episodes coming. Until next week, sis, God, love, and balance.